Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode of the podcast. Of course, I'm always joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing good, how are you? You know, just a highlight of the week right here, so we're just getting through it. Um, Joe, we've got a ton of stuff to get through. We have a big preview for September, uh, plus we want to make sure we get time to your segment. And we do have a fun ranking game today, so... Uh, let's just hop in and just get going. Uh, Adam's Family 2, this is the animated film. Animated uh, animated film that's part of this franchise, if you want to call it that, or IP. It will get a simultaneous, P- simultaneous PVOD and theatrical day and date release in October. Uh, this is from MGM. The first Adam's Family animated was... Um, pretty well um, financially, well, at the box office. Obviously, they would be making a sequel if it wasn't there. Um, but we've already seen with Hotel Transylvania 4, um, especially uh, films that are uh, have a bigger base of, of a younger audience, kids' audience, um, more than likely to go to uh, streaming or get something out of it. So MGM... Um, I didn't mark this down. It's to Amazon Prime. Um, so MGM looks to be coming out. At least they'll be coming out. Even they won't be a loss for them, uh, as it were. So probably a smart, smarter play for them uh, as it goes. Disney Plus plans a Nautilus TV series. It's a 10-part reimagining of Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. My only question, I know you're not interested, Joe. Uh, I'm going to assume you're not interested. My only question, did you see the actual 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea on, on from Disney a long time ago? Um, it's an old, when old I was, movie. When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, did you like it? Do you remember liking I, it? Ver- I remember very little of it. Uh, Would it interest you if at some point David Fincher was going to direct it with Brad Pitt? Uh, that would it just be a weird... Is Brad Pitt going to be in it? No, that was the original plan was to make it just a remake with David Fincher directing it. But now it's just a TV show. But, oh, that was the original plan. Yeah, would you... Uh, would, would, I would have been more intrigued if it was a movie with... With Brad Pitt? Perhaps with somebody, yeah, with some good talent, yeah. I mean, I... Lately, I haven't seen a movie with Brad Pitt in it that has not been good, so... Um, I think he's... Well, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was okay. I mean, Brad Pitt was good in it, but I didn't think that was his best performance, and nevertheless, he won an Oscar for it. Um, but yes, David Finch, I mean, it would have intrigued me more. You're not um, going to see this though. Not no, really. Probably not. All right. Um, we did get a big trailer, Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm going to break this down as fast like as I can. What came out on Monday or Tuesday of last week? So a week ago. But okay. I mean, we didn't have a podcast then. Yeah. Uh, I'll get through this as quick as possible. Right uh, after I talked about so, how yeah. it was, uh. Quasi leaked on the last podcast we did a week ago. Uh, if you were listening, it was we were rec- we were recording it on Sunday, I believe Sunday or Monday, and literally like the next two days, within the next two days, the trailer actually dropped. Um, this is an official trailer. It's not a teaser. It was an official trailer. 
because um, I know this is kind of Max wheelhouse, so I'll let him take the lead. And if he's interested in my opinion, I suppose he'll ask. Come so go right ahead, buddy. Uh, it did drop at CinemaCon, so Joe did actually call that correctly as well. Uh, so we'll give we'll give Joe credit for that. Uh, I will say I wrote I could have written down pages worth of notes. Obviously, uh, I will say in the trailer or any trailer, Marvel has intentionally done misdirects in trailers before. They've intentionally shot scenes or thrown people off or added CG to trailers to throw people off or to get um, whatever. So we'll just say that. Um, Kind of no surprise, it immediately follows Far From Home. Um, J.K. Simmons already talked about coming back for the movie, so we saw, we heard J. J. Jonah Jameson talking about it, um, we don't really know what's happening, uh, in terms of what's, I mean, he's arrested or something, but then he's like out at school. Uh, so maybe he's out on bail or something. He goes and sees Dr. Strange. And this is where, uh, for lack of a better phrase and no pun intended, it gets strange. Um, he, the Sanctum Sanctorum is apparently in winter, which is a weird, uh, which was just weird to see. Um, Wong leaves kind of immediately when he gets there, apparently, assumingly, assuming to go film Shang-Chi because uh, he can't be in both films at once, apparently. Um, and he tells Strange to not do the curse. Uh, Strange immediately kind of uh, gives him a little eye wink uh, and, and we're on our way. Um, there's subtle references in the trailer. There's a sign that says Devil in Disguise. Uh, with a picture of Peter, this could very well be, um, again, this probably a reference to Matt Murdock, who we believe is going to be uh, Peter's lawyer. Again, it's going to be Daredevil, Matt Murdock from the Netflix shows, crossing over. Um, I, I don't see him suiting up as Daredevil, but I think this will be his way into the MCU um, and to help out other characters. Um, Doctor Strange, there's something off about Doctor Strange, so we don't know if he is, again, this could be a Marvel misdirect, he could be, there's just some, I'll just say there's something off about him. Um, he's usually pretty careful about keeping the timeline in order, pretty careful about doing things the right way, um, and it almost sounds, at least from the trailer, that he's almost immediately like, yeah, even with Wong's kind of warning i'm gonna go um and break the timeline or kind of split the timeline up um we don't know if this is the moment the multiverse happened um because again they hinted that it happened kind of during loki uh so we'll see kind of what there was there was another shot where they're on the train and it looks like dr strange and spider-man are fighting um who knows um but um the big the big talking points are obviously, of course, uh, the villains. Um, we feel like the Sinister Six is coming. I'll just run through this real quick. The pumpkin bomb did show up. That looks to be a Green Goblin confirmation. It sounds like Willem Dafoe. He's not confirmed. Um, Doc Ock did appear, obviously, in the trailer, but we knew Alfred Molino was going to be in it. Uh, it looks like there was a shot of Sandman in the film. Um, it looks like there's a quick glimpse of Lizard. In the film, and we looked um, looked like there was like elect- electricity happening around the Sandman shot, so that appears to be Electro. We know Jamie Foxx is going to be in it, 
Um, but we feel pretty, I feel pretty confident those are five of the Sinister Six villains, and those have all been kind of heavily teased before. Um, but that means there's a sixth member. Um, we've heard anything from Vulture uh, to James Franco's Green Goblin returning. I don't think James, I don't, Disney and Sony aren't going to touch James Franco right now. I don't think that is happening. I mean, the two most likely ones, again, I don't think Vulture's going to happen because Michael Keaton, I think, is done. I think he's going to go do Batman movies now. Um, but possibly Mysterio uh, is one. And I think the big one that I think a lot of people think about uh, is Tom Hardy's Venom. Um, Tom Hardy came out with a quote when the Venom 2 trailer dropped. He was asked about Venom joining uh, up or teaming up or teaming against Spider-Man, joining the MCU. He said it would be remiss if it didn't try to establish some form of connectivity. I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't open to that opportunity. Um, and we talked about this before. We know there was a cameo that Tom Holland filmed for the first Venom. However, Kevin Feige said he didn't want it in the film. because He didn't like it. Um, it's no secret that Sony is trying to build out its Spider-Man universe. Um, and so for them to have their biggest character besides Spider-Man, obviously, show up in this film... Um, when Venom is clearly starting its own franchise, there's going to be a Venom 3. Venom's already going to appear in uh, Mobius. He's already talked about that. Um, I think could potentially do it. Um, but you have three villains from the Tobey Maguire. You have two villains from uh, the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Verse, or Spider-World. Um, so it only makes sense that there's one from the Tom Holland one as well. Um, Joe, I just gave a lot of thoughts right there. Why don't you tell me what your thoughts of the initial trailer are and then tell me why you don't want to see it. Um, was there anything that looked cool? One of the few parts of the trailer that was intriguing or that I thought was cool to answer your question, last question. Um, was seeing Alfred Molina. That was probably the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2, in my opinion, has been the best Spider-Man that I've seen, um, in my opinion. Um, and I thought, I, I, I don't want to say it's gone downhill from there, because obviously they've kind of revamped it with uh, Tom Holland. But I really liked... I mean, the build-up and everything to that movie, I thought, was absolutely incredible. It was on, I remember it came out on the 4th of July weekend. I saw it three times, I think, that week or twice that week. Um, I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I loved the reveal at the end. I loved everything about it. Um, there was very little that I didn't like about that movie. Um, you know, I loved, yeah. I mean, it's hard to remember the scenes, but I remember it being like, obviously state of the art, like, you know, this was pre 2003. This was way, this was, you know, this was pre MCU, all that stuff. So this was really the only kind of Marvel character aside from X-Men there was. Um, so that to me was intriguing to see off of Melina again, but um, and, and, and I'm kind of glad you touched on a little bit of Dr. Strange being quote unquote strange. Um, I really 
I mean, maybe, I don't know, we could talk off air. I have no idea. But do you know something that you just don't want to reveal? Do you really think that, like, he is, he is somewhat off? Like, what's, like, again, I haven't watched any of the TV shows. So I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. But that really looked like a stupid idea for him to, like, as you say, be so haphazard and just like, oh, yeah, come on, come on in, Peter. I'll, I'll change the timeline because you love a girl. Like, come on. Like, give me a break. Like, that was just – like, I just thought that was stupid. So, I mean, there's obviously something else going on, but that's not enough to intrigue me. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't know. As there is some – that maybe – I'll just say it's a trailer, so speculation's fine. You it, can it, talk. it does not um, – I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything because the movie hasn't come out yet. Um, I don't. I don't think it is Doctor Strange. I just think it's a completely different person. That's just my theory, though. Who is it? it could be Mephisto. It could be a scroll. Mephisto. It's a different villain. Um, I just. I don't think it's Doctor Strange. Uh, or someone could be inhabiting Doctor Strange. That's just a theory, though. That's okay. no. Well, there's no. There's no rhyme or reason to that. That's just a thought that I had seeing the trailer. Well, then how would they? Okay. Well. That even makes me less likely, and that even makes me less interested. Because if he's like inhabited by some scroll or whatever, like that right. just makes it even more silly. Okay. Because it's like then he wouldn't have the powers. Like I, don't, I mean, it just yeah, that doesn't that 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 really turned me off to the movie when I saw that right there. It was like Doctor Strange would like change the whole time space continuum because Peter Parker's down and mopey because everyone knows who he is and it looks like, like he's about to get arrested right like arrested for what i don't know being a vigilante Stupid. i mean that breaking the law i don't know break. he was in handcuffs i mean I yeah don't... Ooh, he was in handcuffs <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna they're gonna strap him to the gurney and, and you and talked about when people know who he break. is like it, oh, it affects it affects other people that he cares about so Please. he feels like he needs to, to go back to silly it. silly silly my it, okay i would have rather watched batman versus superman than watch this movie and batman versus superman was pretty god awful <laughs> It's so random. It's the same type of premise. He's going to turn himself in because he's trying to do the right thing and everyone knows who he is or whatever. I don't think he wants he, to turn himself in. Give me a break. Angel. He's all mopey now. And all right. Give me a break. Um, so, yeah. I, I, okay. Wait, I'll much, just ask your thoughts. I am much on... more interested now, more than ever, than seeing the Eternals. I will go see the Eternals with you. I have zero interest in seeing this Spider-Man. I am sorry. Okay. Do you want to just throw out a guess as to who the sixth member of the Sinister Six will be? Will they actually pull Tom Hardy well, out? I'm surprised that you – well, maybe I heard something different. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. I didn't hear Willem Dafoe. What it sounded like to me was the guy from, from, uh, from, from Andrew Garfield's Goblin. But maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought it's Chris sounded... Cooper or Dane Don, the Goblin guy. Okay, well, Chris, Not okay. the kid. Okay, Dane Dehan is what whatever. You heard. To me, I thought it sounded like him, but perhaps I need to watch it again. But I don't know that I care that much about it to watch it again. But we'll just say it's I a. Just, we'll say it's a Green. Whatever, goblin. it's a Green Goblin. That's all we know. In any event, yeah. Um, I just. It just looks silly to me. I'm Mysterio sorry. or Venom? No. no Who's Jake Mysterio again? It's Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't care. Venom. I don't and that care. would make you more interested nope. to see it, even with Tom Hardy? Not Hardy? at all. 
because I know it would just be some set up for some other universe or set up for some sequel. I sorry. It did not. To me, it did not. Well, I am apologizing to you because I know you're disappointed and you're super bummed that I'm not more into it. Am I super bummed that you're yeah, not? Yeah, you are. It? You're gonna go home and you're gonna cry yourself to sleep because I'm not because I'm not chomping at the bit to see your favorite superhero in his like twentieth film. I don't I, three different three different actors because they can't get it right. I don't know what about my history has shown you that I'm gonna go home and cry. It was an embellishment. Because you didn't want to see it. It's a um, joke. Um, yeah, I mean, it comes out in December. I'm beyond stoked about it. Obviously, Sean. I thought you said it was around your Roger birthday. You said it was November. Eternals is November. Oh, I'll see Eternals with you. That's what um, I see. Eternals is if anything November. Just, just for the kid, just for Kid Harrington and Richard Madden. Great, um, but this will be uh, around Christmas. I, I think swear, I'm going to be. I am going to be super disappointed, but I'm sure they're going to do it anyway. Tie it into something else. To some other sequel, or tie it in, or you'd be like, "Oh, what else could they drop some drop some cool, you know, stinger at the end? Oh, you get to see, uh, you get to see Galactus at the end. Oh, everybody, look out! I mean, this is going to directly tie into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, that's that's, already that's what's going to be. No, not you talking about Spider Man or Eternals? Spider Man. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Turtles. Oh. If I go see a oh, Turtles and they drop like some Galactus reference. I mean, it's going to have to. Or Thanos Jr. or something like that. Thanos Give Jr. me a break. Wow. Thanos Jr. Whatever. Um, so this will be. Thanos' a- long lost son that he never had is going to avenge his death and come back to Earth and try to kill everybody. Thanos doesn't have. Can't um, wait. Okay. That doesn't matter. Tell us about respect, um, buddy. This is I'm the last. Because show- I'm showing your movie. Your movie. Spider-Man, No Way Home, none of that. Uh, Respect with Jennifer Hudson came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it was good. I very much enjoyed it. I will say... Um, it wasn't too much Aretha Franklin having already seen the uh, it Genius It was. Genius it was not as good as the, as the Genius show. I will say um, there were certain moments in the film that I like vividly remember from the show. It was kind of like highlight timeline of moments and i remember like the film like doing like 10 15 minutes and like a quick breeze through but i remember like the show doing like a whole episode on like i remember it just being more again just with tv you're able to delve more into the characters and get more depth and tell more story um and just to kind of get more background information the film is very much two hours it feels like we have to hit all the high notes we have to have jennifer hudson singing as much as possible um, and why wouldn't you? Because she's Jennifer Hudson. Um, it was good. Um, they've talked about it being an Oscar type film. I don't think this is. An, I don't think this is going to be an Oscar film when Oscar season comes around. Um, I just think there's other hitters coming out that I think will probably be better. And again, I'm saying that based on having not seen other potential Oscar films. That's just my my guesstimation. It was a worthwhile two hours in the theater. Um, but probably the one and only time I'll see it, though. But it, for what it was, Jennifer Hudson was good. Uh, September preview. Let's hop in, Joe. We got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you're gonna have to. Sorry, I I, okay. I did watch all the, the trailers that we were gonna look at and talk at. I have to remind you. But that's okay. Maybe you couldn't remind me because there really wasn't much that stood out to me that sounded good to me. But uh, you're gonna have to remind me as to what some of the stuff was that I don't quite remember. It's okay. Uh, the first one is coming out on the 1st of September, which is Wednesday. Again, which is 
Two days. Yeah, Disney releases uh, new stuff on Wednesdays now. Uh, Doug Days on Disney Plus. It is going to be four shorts from Doug, which is the dog, and Carl from Up. Um, and it would be remiss of us to not mention this and not uh, not plug, but uh, offer our condolences to Ed Asner and his, Ed Asner's family. Um, he obviously played Carl in the movie, and he passed away yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, at the age of 91. We I hope he rests in peace and his family is doing okay at this time. This um, will be his final performance. Yes, he was in his 90s, so he lived a long, fruitful life. Um, and yeah, may he rest in peace. Yeah. So Bittersweet that it's coming yes. out now. So. Yes. 9-2, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Season 3. I'm a big, big fan of What We Do in the Shadows. Um, again, I really, really liked the film that came out a number of years ago. Um, but I think this is something that is pretty original, um, pretty funny. It's constantly there. Um, this is probably just right under Ted Lasso for me as, as best comedies currently on TV. Um, so I think it's that good. And that's on FX. That'll be 9-2. Uh, 9-3, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, reviews have been coming out. They've been pretty stellar. Um, but again, usually a lot of the early reviews are, are Marvel-friendly reports uh, but marvel doesn't really dip below if you're looking at ron tomatoes 80s um interesting to see kind of what the cinema score is the audience score that kind of gives more of a a broader appeal as it were um but also i think box office wise this will be an interesting one to see um just because unlike black widow there is no disney plus premiere access for this so if you want to see shang chi you have to go to the theaters um reading what people would call the trades or listening to people on different YouTube channels or stuff, um, this could potentially be a make-or-break film for other studios, for other blockbusters. If Shang-Chi does not do well box office-wise, um, they could start to pull their films from theaters, um, You know, saying if people aren't going to go see a Marvel movie, they're certainly not going to go see our movie. Um, so we'll see what actually happens with that. Um, so I'll have a full... Spoiler-free Shang-Chi review next week. Uh, plus, we'll obviously look at the box office numbers as well. Uh, 9-3, uh, Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles on Disney+. Plus. Um, this is something that won't interest Joe or I, but Billie Eilish is a pretty big star right now. and she's It's just a concert that Disney filmed for Billie Eilish, and she sings it, I think, at the L.A. Amphitheater. Um, so that's all that is. But some people might like Billie Eilish on here. 9-3, Cinderella on Amazon Prime. This will be directly on Amazon Prime. Uh, Camila Cabello. Again, Joe and I are not the target audience for this, uh, but this could get Amazon Prime some pretty big views. Again, Camila Cabello, just like Billie Eilish, pretty popular right now. The next one I think intrigues me, maybe intrigues Joe. 9-3, uh, Worth. This is on Netflix. It is their Netflix film of the week. Joe, just as a reminder, this is the one that stars Michael Keaton, uh, and it is post 9-11. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, are, that, that, that did look intriguing. Yeah, I remember did you want like, to talk about that? He's like a lawyer about? trying to like figure out how much money all these families of people who died in the two right. top, yeah. Which is where the it worst comes from, It sounded interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I will watch it. I mean, I was... It's by like the creators or whatever, somebody related to Spotlight and... It's one movie. It's not I a show. I know, but it's just... Uh, Two hours of your time. It. I don't know that the subject matter or the 
the idea. Oh, and Stanley Tucci's in it too. He looks it's, good. It's good stuff. I just, I don't know that it necessarily intrigues me enough to want to see it. Okay. So. Um, nine five billions on Showtime season five. Um, I am still watching billions. I will say, um, just like Showtime's other really big show at the time, Homeland. It's kind of started to get away from them at the end as soon as, like, the initial premise kind of wears off and you kind of have to keep the story going. It kind of goes away from what the original intention of the story is. Um, But I'm still on it enough to at least give the beginning of season five uh, another go. Um, I think it's – they do a good enough job to keep me intrigued, but it's not as good as the first three seasons. Like, season three for Billions – was the one that won a bunch of the Emmys. Uh, it was great. Um, and then season four kind of took a nosedive from there. So we'll see. Nine seven Impeachment, American Crime Story, FX. We talked about this before. Um, uh, looks good. You're not going to see it. But do you think it will be good? Do you think it has potential to be the next um, OJ American Crime Story? I don't think it'll be as good as that, but I think people based off of the attachment to that it will get eyes yeah yeah, that OJ one was so good I don't think it'll be as good yeah but or I don't think it'll be as popular but we'll see we'll see this should say 9-8 come from away on Apple TV Plus this is a Broadway show it's it's a stage recording of a Broadway show Um, it deals with uh, a town that had to um a plane was, uh, um, how do I say the premise um, correctly? A plane had to be de-aired, basically. And so there were a bunch of people that on that plane on September 11th. Layawayed? Kind of, yeah. Like they had to um, they had to not be in the air um, because a bunch of flights had to be grounded around that time on the East Coast um, okay. just for... Okay. 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 That's just I, how I it is. Trying to say. Okay, um, so. And so a bunch of these, a bunch of people on this plane had to. Uh, they were kind of in this little town, and so the, I've ever seen. I haven't seen the Broadway show, um, but it deals kind of with these people who are kind of uh, dealing with the emotions of the day, as it were. Um, and again, we've already seen one nine eleven uh, show. There's a bunch of nine eleven shows on the air right now. Um, I haven't really talked about them. Um, obviously, it's the twentieth. So that's twentieth marking. Is? Yes. Oh, I didn't make the connection. You're saying they yeah. had. You're saying they were grounded because of nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, grounded because nine eleven. Okay, I didn't understand what yeah. the premise. I'm sorry. Was, so, it's fine. Um, so again, marking the twentieth um, passing of uh, September 11th, which will happen um, in about a week or so. Nine uh, eight uh, Doogie Kame, Kame Aloha MD on Disney Plus. This is clearly a remake of Doogie Howser. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris will not be in it, but he did get him. He did give an interview saying he wished the show well and he hopes it does a good job. But uh, if you're looking for Doogie Howser 2.0, uh, this may or may not be it. I don't even know what Doogie Howser is. That was uh, like Neil Patrick Harris' the show when he was a kid. Figured that because oh, like but that was why he became that famous. Help anyway, I mean, I never saw it, but I, I just know he was on it. Uh, Nine ten from producer Martin Scorsese, The Card Counter, starring Oscar Isaac and oh, Tiffany cool. Haddish. Yep, this is a movie or TV series. This is a movie. Okay, it's on what? 
It's in theaters. Okay. As of right now, it's in theaters. I'll go see it. 9-10, uh, Malignant on HBO Max. I don't think Joe or I are interested in this, um, but it's another horror film from James Wan. Yeah, I heard um, about Who that. does a bunch I of horror the stuff. Before, yeah. Um, it looked it looks horrifying, but I know he's that's kind of his mo. He does other movies. Like people that. love his films, so I thought I'd at least throw it on there so people he's going recognize. His, he's going back to chalk for him before he does Aquaman too. Absolutely. Um, the next is a TV series, limited series on I'm Showtime. Who, I'm trying to remember who the main character or the main guy. Oh, it's uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff, yep, correct. Jeff Daniels. Yep. Uh, Obviously, no stranger to Showtime, having done the the newsroom or whatever that was. That was on HBO. Oh, that was on HBO. He did the Comey rule, though, on Showtime. Well, anyway, he's, yeah. he's, he's done a lot of drama stuff. This one doesn't really intrigue me, but it's it looks like it could be good. Um, I'm, it's sure, from, uh, I'm sure it'll be riveting. It also has a... Uh, I forget her name. I didn't put anybody else down. So I don't know, but the, 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 uh, the actress, I forget her name. I think, say, I think it's the actress from uh, they used to play in ER years ago. When it's from Liar Liar, I forget her name. Okay. I don't know. Um, anyway. It comes from creator Dan Futterman, um, who created the television show Looming Tower, which also starred Jeff Daniels. Uh, he also has an Oscar for Capote. He also wrote the film Foxcatcher as well. So there is certainly talent behind it. Another prestige. It looks intense. Series, it looks good. It's like some... Uh, the, like like the, 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 the headline was like, or whatever on YouTube or whatever, was like some cop who like tries to like solve some murder or gets wrapped up in something and da 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 I, I don't know. It, lo- it looked intense, but I won't watch it, but it looked good. Speaking of another high-profile limited series, Oscar Isaac is a busy man that weekend. He also has scenes from Marriage coming out on HBO. That's a series with Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Oh, we talked about good. that I might give it a chance. It's in black really? and white. It's in black and white too, right? Or it's uh, in black and white like the other. Like maybe. The other. I don't remember. I, I just, don't remember it being black and white, but it could be. Oh. Doesn't mean I'm Well, because I remember right, the uh, Denzel, John David Washington and uh, Zendaya one was like the, in black and white. It's like yeah. supposed to like, just to be like, kind of like, it's not sets the mood, but it like creates that kind of tone for the film. Yeah, I mean, there I were know. lots of reasons why, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why, though. I don't know. I just, I don't remember, maybe I'm getting it mixed up, but it looks interesting. I might give it a chance. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Maybe it's if, like, if, if like you like the card counter, if you don't like the card counter, then well, you're going to be, I know, but then you'll be down on Oscar Isaac, so you uh, won't see that. I don't know that I'd be down on Oscar Isaac. Nine thirteen, the return of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. This is after a three-month break. Um, again, Trevor Noah has been basically been doing the show from his apartment. For the last year, for obvious reasons, um, he'll return to in studio um, to do the Daily Show. There won't be an audience um, yet, but um, he's returning to the studio. So after a three-month break, the Daily Show will be back. There's uh, lots of topics for them to talk about. Nine thirteen. Why the Last Man on Hulu? The only thing I know about this is that it's based on a comic book um, that I have not read. Can you can you explain what this was about again? I couldn't even tell you what it was about from the trailer. It was kind of a quick 45-second trailer from what I remember, um, but it looks to be a kind of a high-action set piece. Um, I'm just trying to remember what it was about. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic world um, where there's not a ton of 
people out there, and so they're kind of trying to. Oh, is oh I remember. Yeah, it's like, and it has Diane Lane in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. It's like some science science fiction thing where like uh, suddenly everyone all like every single male on the planet dies of some horrifying death. It's like the last man, yeah. Yeah, and then like yeah, that's why. And then there's there's just the guy who's like the last guy on Earth, and, right? Looks looks somewhat intriguing, but I, I I'm not that interested. Nine sixteen Dan Brown, the lost symbol on Peacock. Whole uh, new cast, no more Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's gonna be a prequel, um, so it's gonna be before Da Vinci Code for young Robert Langdon. Is that right? Is that the name? Yeah. Of the person, did you see those films? Or oh, you read the books, obviously, right? I didn't read the books. Oh, for some reason, I thought you did. I, um, so I, if you liked those my books, you liked those. Book and I, tried to read it but after watching the movie i didn't i wasn't that interested if you like the movies maybe you'll be interested okay in the that. show the last one was really kind of uh, not that good inferno wasn't all that good that had tom hanks in it too i didn't think yeah i don't remember seeing that one we i did. remember we only seeing it first it was tom hanks and then we saw it well maybe i i'm pretty sure i saw it with you I remember vividly seeing the first movie i don't remember seeing it was the other tom one. hanks and uh the, the person who played rb Ruth Bader Ginsburg, whatever her name was. She was in uh, Rogue One. Felicity Jones. Felicity, what? Felicity Jones. Yeah, she was in it. Okay. Maybe I didn't I saw think it, it was that good. The other two were much better. This next TV show looked absolutely strange. I'm sure Mac will watch it. Maybe it's a real hoot, but it was, I was really confused by what was going on and what people were saying. It was kind of strange. Very strange. It this is. It's called The Premise on Hulu. It's from B.J. Novak, who is a writer-creator. He was mostly known for being on The Office, which was a long time ago, obviously. But he's he's written some other stuff. This looks to be kind of a single-episode anthology series. So uh, when I say that, I mean it's going to be like a whole new cast each episode, and they're all kind of telling these different stories. I don't really know if it's supposed to be a comedy um, or drama, it or looked like or, it was a farce, or, or a dramedy. Kind. But again, each episode could vary. Um, very details strange. have been kind of sparse. Very but, um, who knows? It's on Hulu. Check it out if you want to. Nine Seventeen: The Eyes of Tammy Faye uh, with Andrew Garfield and Bryce Dallas Howard. No, it's Jessica Chastain again. Yeah, Jessica um, So she has two movies That's coming out in a week. Um, this intrigued you before, I think maybe. Might watch it, but fifty-fifty ish right now. Subject matter doesn't intrigue me that much, especially if I don't really know who the person is. Like the the idea of like whatever the behind whatever some drama about the rise and fall of some televangelist that doesn't really intrigue me that much. But okay, it looks like it'll be a good act, a good very good acting by both of those two. Okay. Um, the next the same day. Uh, you might be excited. You you will be excited. This this season's coming back. Apple TV Plus returns with the morning show season two. Are you hey, very excited? You you were raving about that series when you first started watching Apple TV Plus after you bought your iPhone. You loved that. You thought it was great. I think it is great. I think it's. Um, I Billy mean, Cordup looks this great. And, uh, say his name? Yeah, know. you're right. He looks great. I mean, this and Ted Lasso are basically the shows that Apple TV have kind of pushed out for awards, and, and Morning Show is one. I think um, Jennifer Aniston won the 
won the first Emmy for this. I mean, it's been about a year and a half since. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, the Morning Seems Show like season one um, came out. Um, again, I the way season one ends with. I'm not spoiling a show that came out a year and a half ago with Nicole Aniston's character. Like leaving or getting leaving, fired or Leaving the set, right? Yeah. Kind of, um, you know, Reese Witherspoon is kind of still this fresh-eyed person. She doesn't know if she wants to stay in New York or kind of do this. Billy Crudup is the kind of behind-the-scenes Machiavellian producer who kind of is pushing things for drama's purposes. Steve Carell, I think this is maybe the best acting Steve Carell's ever done. Um as just kind of an awful person, right? Think Matt Lauer. Think that's that's who Steve Carell is, um, and so he's still there trying to resurrect his own career. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. I have no idea where the show's going to go because um, season one, I think, kind of played. It was great. There was so much happening. Um, so I have no idea where it's going to go, but I'm excited to to give it a chance and and get back on it. Uh, Nine Seventeen Cry Macho. This will be on HBO Max. And in theaters, Clint Eastwood's latest Warner Brothers film. Again, for the last 50 years, Clint Eastwood's basically been making movies just for Warner Brothers. So, Joe, any interest in seeing Clint Eastwood's latest film? Yes. In theaters or HBO Max it? If you're going to see it in theaters, I'd like to join you. It'd be better than just sitting at home watching it. It's one of the few on this list that I will... Is more that than, the highlight more one? More than likely watch. Is that more than the card counter? Or are we going card uh, counter first? Card counter, not as much because I don't know what it's... I mean, they both look good, to be quite honest. But I... I mean, I was more high and mighty on... I, I enjoyed Mule more than you did, I think. That's safe to say. Um, not that I thought Mule was bad. Um, this seems like a similar type movie, at least in terms of premise, perhaps as Gran Torino, where he's kind of befriending some guy, some some guy that he really kind of doesn't like at the start, and, and he learns about his culture and stuff, and then he goes to appreciate. So it might be a kind of a similar type premise. So I'm not. I mean, I'm interested. I want to see it, but I I'm not sure that it will be. I hope that it's different than Gran Torino, but I fear that it will be similar. Um, but it looks good. Uh, some, I mean, it looks good enough that I will watch it. But I'm hoping it's not like that. But we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Nine nineteen, the seventy third primetime Emmy Awards, uh, which I think will basically be a coronation for Ted Lasso and One Division. Uh, but we'll see when it actually happens. I'll watch it. In the sense of, like, I'll record it and just fast-forward through all the winners. Uh, 919 on PBS, the Muhammad Ali documentary. This is from Ken Burns, um, who's made a bunch of documentaries for PBS, uh, award-winning documentaries. Um, I mean, Muhammad Ali is an incredible person, uh, character. Any interest? Maybe not interest in watching it, but, I mean, it looks like it could could be good, could be powerful, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a uh, a timeless, a timeless person, a timeless and uh, one of the most, if not the most, recognizable name in the entire world. So I, yeah, I mean, I, but it doesn't really interest me. I mean, I I really didn't know him in terms of I didn't grow up. He was already, but it's certainly interesting his story. Um, you know. The not rise and fall, but kind of the, you know, at the height of his career, he, 
chose, as far as I know, he chose to avoid the draft and then got banned from boxing as a result of that. Um, so definitely an interesting character, interesting person. Certainly one of the most, I don't want to say flamboyant is the wrong word, but he was, he was one of a kind in that the world, the world had never seen anyone like him before. Um, and not to mention, he wasn't just, he wasn't, that doesn't mean to sound, that doesn't mean to make him sound like he was infamous, but he was like, he was infamous and he was famous at the same time because he was so good. Like he was the best. Right. Um, but he was infamous in that, you know, no one had ever seen anything like it and they really didn't know what to make of him, you know, because he was like, you know, he was, he, he had all these, he would talk all the time, you know, he was, he was talking trash, like any chance he any chance he got, which is, you know, we look at it now and it's like, oh, he was mild, but for at the time that wasn't considered mild. So it's just interesting, right. very very interesting character uh, or interesting person. Um, one of the like I said, one of the most recognized names in the whole world, um, Cassius Clay. Yeah, great, an uh, an intriguing person, no doubt, but I. That doesn't intrigue me enough. I'd rather read a book about him. Okay. 917, uh, Blue Bayou. Uh, this is a new film from Justin Chan. It's only his third film as writer-director. Um, this is an independent film. I will say I saw one of Justin Chan's films, Mrs. Purple, at Cinequest a couple years ago. Uh, I thought it was one of the best things I saw at Cinequest. Um, I think he is incredibly good, up-and-coming. Um, it looks like every film he's done, again, this is only his third film, but just from the trailer, it looks like he's leveling up in terms of production value, uh, with people around him. He obviously has Alicia Vikander in this cast of him, who's won an Oscar, um, deals. Uh, he is a, um, Asian American person living in New Orleans. Um, so he basically grew up as American, um, but he is, he got arrested, um, or again, the trailer kind of hints that he got arrested for kind of getting in a fight or kind of pushing someone, um, and he's already on parole, um, and so um, he is potentially being deported. Um, is kind of what you get the premise from the trailer. Again, I just think he's just really talented, and I've enjoyed what I've seen. Again, the very limited two films, but again, seeing his film at Cinequest. Um, when I knew nothing about him, nothing about the film, knew nothing about anything, I was blown away by the film. Um, so I certainly want to uh, want to give this a shot. So, anything you want to add, Joe, or no? Um, it looks like a powerful drama. Um, okay, but nothing really uh, spoke to me per se. All right. Nine Choo Choo Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus. This is the anime show we talked about last time. I'll just say, I'll just say we talked about it last time when we gave our thoughts. I'll say I'm gonna see it. Joe is still a maybe on it, at least as of last week. Yeah. Uh, Nine Two Four, the new TV show Foundation on Apple TV Plus. Again, I think we talked about this as well. Um, kind of big budget, um, science fictiony type show with Jared Harris. On Apple TV Plus, um, I don't know if I, I'm int- intrigued per se, but um, it will be there. Yeah, nine two four, Dear Evan Hansen, um, a film 
which of course is based on the Broadway show. Um, I mean, I did see the show. I didn't see it on Broadway. I saw it when it came to San Francisco. I liked it. I didn't love it. I'm not sure it needs a film adaptation. But again, um, certainly if you are younger, it probably speaks to you a lot more. Again, the characters are uh, basically high schoolers uh, for the most part and dealing with depression and dealing with uh, relationships when you're younger. Um, So I think there's a reason why it's incredibly popular, especially amongst the younger group. Um, but I think Joe and I, at least I don't want to speak for Joe, I guess. Um, but we are certainly not in that age range anymore. Um, so I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's why it spoke to me as much as it speaks to other people. Uh, 9:26, the 74th annual Tony Awards. This has been delayed about a year and a half for obvious reasons. Um, but they're also kind of timing it, uh, with kind of the reopening of Broadway, which is happening in mostly in September. Um, so they want to kind of, uh, recognize some shows that opened all the way up back before the pandemic closed Broadway down. Um, and that's what they're going to be doing. So that's that. Um, Joe, you made a comment, I think, last week about an animated film or ranking an animated film. I thought you had a great idea. I don't think I said that. But you said something. Perhaps I did. You, you said something along those lines. I did? You did. That's okay. how I got the idea. So okay. I'm giving you credit. Okay. Um, so we're going to rank our top ten and favorite Walt Disney Animated Films. Again, this is from Walt Disney Animation Studios. So we're not doing Pixar Studios because I think that would uh, throw off the list. Um, I don't know why the comment came up, but I remember you you saying something to that effect. Um, So, Joe, we'll count down from 10 to 1. Would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? Sure, go ahead. People love when we do these type of things as well. Um, The first one's going to intrigue Joe or make Joe upset or something. I don't know. Uh, number 10 is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um, I love, why would that intrigue or upset me? I don't know. Um, I have zero interest in that movie whatsoever. If you like well, it, you like it. Mr. Toad, you, okay. you thought it would have been number one. Uh, Mr. Toad, I mean, I love Mr. Toad. It's one of my favorite rides. Again, it reminds me of my childhood. Um, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad are two separate, like, 40-minute films, basically. Short films. Not short, but semi-short um and disney animated studios basically put them together they really have no business kind of being together like they're not related at all um but they're just kind of together um so individually they're fine like again i like the basic premise of the adventures of ichabod it kind of ends before it gets to like sleepy hollow and kind of full stuff like that but i really like the mr toad story i really like the book um the mr toad book by graham green i have somewhere uh here um but um, overall, I think, me being honest with myself, I didn't want to put it up too high because I think there's much better Disney animated films. But for nostalgia's sake, I had to put at least in the, in the ranking. Okay. So, Joe, go ahead and give us your number 10. Uh, people are dying to hear this. I'm dying to hear this. I'm episode. sure they have been waiting all week for your all right. opinion. Um, I will say that uh, I contemplated throwing a wrench in the, uh, in the wheel uh, you know, by throwing in Mary Poppins because you might say that it's kind of quasi-animation, but I didn't. It's technically, it is animated, but it's not, that would not be, it's not entirely animated, so I didn't really include it. Um, that being... Talking about the first one or the second the one? The first one, not the second one. Um, no way. 
um, the first one with uh, Julie Andrews. Um, but number 10 is actually an intriguing one. Um, I'm surprised they don't have it higher, but it's a very different Walt Disney movie, animated movie. Um, it was one of it's it it this movie does remind me of my, well all these movies remind me of my childhood to be quite honest, but this one is very unique in that it is all symphony music. Um, it was one of the first times that I actually saw. It might be one of the only Disney movies that has symphony music in it, um, and the entire movie is based off of symphony music in it, um, with scenes, kind of animated scenes in the background. Um, it was one of the, it, it probably was the one of the first times, I don't want to say that I fell in love with symphony music, with classical music, but it certainly made me interested in classical music. Um, you know, even just the very beginning where it's like the Takata and Fugue by Bach. It was, it was super like powerful and moving. And I loved the scenes in the, you know, the animated scenes that they put with the, with the, with the, uh, classical music scores. I thought it was great. Um, again, I can't really, uh, I don't really remember the entire movie or how long it was, but I know there are certain scenes that I liked more than others. Um, some of the ones that come to mind are like the dinosaur one and obviously the sorcerer's apprentice and then obvious and then the uh the man on the silk the man on the the mountain whatever the 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 monster on the mountain whatever they call it i forget what they call I don't it remember that and one. anyway he's like a spirit on the mountain or something there's like you know anyway okay. um it's called fantasia it was a great movie i really really like it when you say they don't have it higher who's they I'm just curious. Sorry, what? You said I'm surprised that they don't have it higher. Oh no, I was gonna say I'm. What I meant to say was I, I'm surprised that I didn't put it higher. Oh, I thought you. Sorry, okay. that's okay. I'm I surprised. Was just confused I'm by a little it. surprised as to why I didn't put it higher, but the other ones are really kind of much different. But I had to include it on the top ten. Got it. And Number not one. not Fantasia 2000, right? Original Fantasia. The original one. Got it. Number nine for me is well. Her- Go ahead. I think it was like a 1970s or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that was the original one. Yeah, it was the original one. There's only two. Uh, number nine is Princess and the Frog. Um, I think this was 2001, I think. Um, Princess Tiana, again, the remake of Splash Mountain coming out. But um, I think it's a good film. It's the only animated film set in New Orleans. Um, yeah, it's a good film. Good film. So, Princess and the Frog, number nine for me. Uh, number nine. Um, this movie, again, most of these movies came out in the 90s, generally speaking. Well, sorry, not all of them. But generally speaking, all the movies on my list came out in the 90s. And thereabouts. There's only one that came out later. And there's none that came out before. So... It's your sweet spot. It is all really in the 90s. I don't have any classics on here, unfortunately. Um, no snow. I mean, I, I guess I'll say that at the end, but I just did. Anyway, number nine. It. Number nine for me. Uh, this movie is good. You know, I remember the songs. It has some good good scenes in it. I enjoyed it. It's fun, but uh, it obviously deals with a a 
a female lead, which again is not, I don't really, it's difficult for me to identify with the story because it's about a girl who wants to see things and go out and live her life, but it's still good. I mean, it came out when I was a kid, so I, and there's still good songs in it and stuff. Um, especially like the, the, uh, the crab Sebastian. And that is, this movie is Little Mermaid at number nine for me. It's higher than I thought, or lower than I thought it would be for you. Yeah. Number eight for me is Mulan. Um, good characters, good story, um, good songs, like a lot of these ones. Um, I wish uh, if Disney were going to remake Mulan, they would have stuck more to the animated film. Um, but uh, They would have stuck more to the animated film. Like, there's no, like, it's, the live-action remake is it's pretty much an entirely different film besides the name and the basic premise, and it just wasn't, um, there just wasn't any, like, what makes Mulan good is kind of the humor, right, with Mushu, um, the kind of relationship that she has with her dad, and that's really kind of not happening in the live-action film. Um, you know, her and um, Shay Fei, who is the, the guy... Um, you know, Mulan's number eight for me. I think it's uh, it's a good film. Um, this next movie is probably the one that is actually. I I do apologize. I do have an older film on here, um, not that old, but old, old, older than most of them. This movie is probably the one that came out the most recent. Um, they did make a sequel about it, and you might be you might have to to correct me because I really thought I really think this is Walt Disney animation, but I could be wrong. Um, it might be Pixar, so you're gonna have to let me know. Um, I didn't think it was Pixar. I, I I tried to look at it and or you know I look it up and it didn't say Pixar. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I love the concept of this movie. I thought it was very very funny. Um, great idea for a for for a movie storyline. Um, a lot of references to various video games and such. Um, Really, really a great idea for a for a film. Um, I loved everything about it. Um, really, kind of uh, shunned the sequel because I thought it looked awful, and uh, I know Mac liked it, which is fine, and I know many audiences liked it, but it didn't look like it was anything related to what it was originally. Um, I love John C. Riley in, in the role. Um, it's just a fun film. Like there's a lot of funny, funny, funny parts in this film. Um, one of them comes to mind where they're all kind of sitting around like a, uh, you know, like a, uh, uh, alcoholics anonymous type, type, you know, a support group. And they're all villains from video games. And it was just so funny. Like I, I, it cracked me up cause I knew every single one of those villains or most of them. Like, and I, cause I played all those games. It was like, it was very much a video gamers animated movie. Um, and like I said, I love the story it told that he was kind of, you know, feeling left out cause he was kind of an outcast and stuff. I mean, it's just, it, it was a really, really great story. I really liked it. And that is Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Number seven is, uh, the rescuers for me. Uh, I very much like both films, the rescuers and the rescuers down and under. Um, I just think it's kind of a John a Candy story. Yeah. The seagull. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just kind of a fun, uplifting story. These kind of little, Meister are basically kind of saving the day. It's um, it's just a fun uh, it's a fun movie, and I really like both of them. Um, so number seven is the Rescuers. I combined both films into one. So cheated. 
That's a cheating move, absolutely. Um, number seven for me, this is the oldest movie that's on my list. I don't remember what year it came out. They obviously made numerous remakes, including a live action um, and sequels and such. Um, I didn't care about any of them. I had zero interest in seeing any of those, um, including the most recent. Well, I might end up seeing the most recent movie. We'll have to see. Um, and I will tell you what movie that is um, because it's very highly touted and I might just give it a chance. Who knows? When it comes out on streaming, we'll see. But I love the piano in this film. Um, it's kind of, uh, and I love, I've never, I think this kind of takes place in London, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's an animated movie. Um, it was just fun. I mean, it was scary too. Not scary, but it was like, you know, the villain in it is really kind of creepy. But I really, really like the score, you know, with the, the guy who's a, kind of a musician and he's playing a piano and he's singing songs. It was really, really kind of a fun movie um, to me, and I always listen to the song over and not over, even today. I'll still listen to the song um, with just just because of the piano. It sounds great. Um, the piano and the song I'm talking about is Cruella Deville, and the movie I'm talking about is 101 Dalmatians, the animated film. Yeah, Cruella is on Disney Plus now, no extra charge. If people want to see it, um, go check out. I can't, I can't recommend Cruella enough. So go see it if you have Disney+. Plus. Uh, number six, for me, coincidentally, is Big Hero 6. Uh, it's a fun film. Um, it is based on a Marvel comic. Um, it's basically this kind of, uh, you know, group, kind of superhero group to a certain extent. Um, you know, a, a guy has lost his, a young kid has lost his older brother, uh, but his older brother kind of created this... Um, kind of big machine as it were um and it's he created it as kind of a, a doctor like a health assistant um but the kid kind of manufactures it to kind of help him with the superhero stuff um they have to kind of save the day uh baymax is the character you'll see baymax all over like disneyland disney world uh, certain things um but number six is big hero six okay um number six for me um, again, this is, uh, one of the later ones that the later movies that came out, I want to say came out in the late nineties or later nineties. Um, 101 Dalmatians being the oldest one I have on my list. Um, I don't know why this one spoke to me. Uh, I, 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 I again, it's really kind of a, there's parts of some Disney movies that if I watch them now, not that I can't watch them because they're, you know, too morbid or whatever, but there's parts of Disney movies that are really kind of like, like the stories it tells and like the evils that there happen are not good. Like, you know, you talk about 101 Dalmatians, like it's about some lady trying to skin puppies. Like it's just, it's just not like a nice, like nice premise. Like it's, and this movie's no different. Um, not, it's, very, very different than 101 Dalmatians, but it's like, it's a similar type premise where it's like this guy, you know, is trying to kill people because he doesn't like their, their religion or whatever. He doesn't like who they are. And, and he comes across some, but this baby and he's trying to kill this baby and then he ends up not killing him, but he locks him away and he's like some deformed guy. And anyway, it's just, you know, it. I really like the story it tells. Um, I like the songs in it. I like that it has Jason Alexander in it from Seinfeld. I think he's funny. Um, 
I like the songs in it. Um, yeah, it's just it. Some of the songs are really good, especially like the kind of like a lot of these movies that I have on my list, aside from Rick and Ralph and Fantasia. They're all they all have songs on the di- excuse me on the Disney CDs, like the Disney Greatest Songs, whatever CDs. So I can listen to these songs, and it really kind of reminds me of the movies. And anyway, there's a song from this movie, and it's literally like a seven, eight-minute song because it goes through different scenes in the film, at the beginning of the film. And that film is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So that's at number six for me. Number five is The Little Mermaid. Um, Again, it's kind of in that Disney renaissance period, so it hits a sweet spot for me. Um, Again, I I just enjoy the music. Um, I guess you could certainly make the point that you don't identify with the character, and that's fine. you're not a girl or a mermaid um, but I think it has great characters overall, great supporting characters Um, again kind of the story of you know, she literally loses her voice but she has to find her voice to kind of be who she is and kind of reckon with both she doesn't lose her voice? she doesn't lose her voice it's taken away from her? she gives it away okay, she doesn't have a voice then she has to find it um uh, yeah, I mean, it's good characters. Ursula is, I think, a top-tier Disney villain. Um, good songs, good supporting characters. So, um, number five was Little Mermaid. Um, for me, number five, uh, again, one of the later movies that came out in the late 90s. Um, I loved the actors that played the characters in it. Um, it has James Woods. It has... Uh, what's his name? Short bald guy. Chevy, not Chevy Chase. Now I can't remember his name. Sorry, you'll. It'll he was come the to guy you. who was in like the M M&M and M commercials, just like I'm free, and then he gets hit by a bus. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in it. He's funny. Uh, he plays like a you know disgruntled like a bitter guy who ends up like becoming a mentor to this character. I like the songs in it. Um, I like the fact that it deals with Greek mythology. Not that I'm huge on Greek mythology, but it's kind of fun. This movie, like I said, it's got James Wood as James Woods as Hades, which is funny. Um, it's just it's just a fun film. Like I and I like it. I like the story it tells. I I think it's you know I I, I uh, there are out of all the movies I have all these ten movies that are on my list. Um, it's the character that I most feel like I identify with or connect with in that, not that he's just, I'm some Greek superhero or whatever, God, whatever, but just like his personality, his demeanor, like the fact that he's very humble and he just wants to like do the right thing all the time. And now Max is over there. That's the character you connect with. Max is over there smirking. That's the the, humble and doing the right thing character is the person you connect with. Sure. Thanks buddy. Number five, Hercules. Uh, number four is Wreck It Ralph. Uh, it is a Disney animated film. Joe is correct. I don't know if I said that before. Um, it's a fun movie all the way around. I think this is, um, again, this is the highest of all recent Disney films. So, you know, no Zootopia, no Frozen for me. I think they're all good. Um, but, uh, I just think Wreck It Ralph is great. I think the sequel is great. I know Joe didn't want to see it and that's fine. Um, 
but uh, I just I think together they're both really really good. Um, Sarah Silverman's great. John C. Riley's great. Um, it's just a really unique premise, um, and, and I think um, together it's it's really it's really really good. So are you doing it again? combining two movies again? No, no, no. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Well, then why do you keep talking about the sequel? Well, I don't know, because you brought it up, so I just thought I'd mention it. Okay. But, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph's number four. Okay. Number four for me, a movie that probably never would get get made ever again, but that's fine. Um, I liked it as a kid. Song of the South. No, not at all. Um, But one that's probably just as bad, um, or that would get get vilified if they made it today. Um, Because it's... Not pleasant. Well, I don't know that movie you're talking about. I like this movie, but it would it would never be politically correct today, which is fine. Whatever. Um, there were many songs in this movie that came out. I think it came out in the ninety mid nineties. Very a lot of songs in it I knew. Um, some of them were annoying, but they were still fun to sing because it would annoy people when you would sing them. Um, had a very, this was probably one of the first roles that a very famous actor was in. He plays a very minor. Well, he plays a sub. Plays a sub major character. Uh, you know, a minor character doesn't have a whole lot of work to do. But obviously, it's just his voice. Um, you it's might a paycheck. Yeah, but well, it was one of his first roles, I think. So I don't think it was a big payday for him. Um, the the actor I'm talking about is Christian Bale. You may not know that he's in this movie. I think you know what movie I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's basically Mel Gibson's movie. Um, he plays John Smith. Um, and the movie I'm talking about is Pocahontas. Um, again, it's not a super pleasant movie. Um, whatever stereotypes. I really like the songs. When you're a kid, you don't know what you're singing. You just like the songs and the singing. And even like the first like two minutes of the film where it's like they have a song like in, in the beginning of the film during the credits. Um, it was just like I, it was a fun film. Like I, again, I don't look to it for historical purposes. It's just for fun. So... Disney animated movie. I really liked the songs in it. Again, di- unaccurate to history, whatever. I don't care. It's still fun. And it has some good... It has a good moral to it. It has the good song, Colors of the Wind. And that is Pocahontas. It's a banger right there. Uh, Joe, I feel like I've been going down this list and we may have the same last three I'm movies. sure we do. Which is fine. Uh, number three, we probably in different order though. Probably number three um, is the Lion King. For me, um, again, all these three films, just like Little Mermaid, but I like these three films more. Are right in the Disney Renaissance. They're right in the sweet spot for me in my age range. Um, so I can still watch these movies now and still enjoy them. Still get something out of them. Um, Lion King is is fun. It's energetic. It's got great songs. It's got a really big cast. Lots of great supporting characters. Um, tells the life story. Um, tells a redeeming story of a character. Tells a hero's journey. Um, you know, so it has all the really good things about it. Um, so that's Lion King number three. Uh, yeah, we might not have the same order, but we might have the same number one. But we'll, we'll see. I would be surprised. Um, but we'll see. Um, number three for me, um, again, they live action film. That's fine. I whatever. Um, I remember seeing this movie in the theaters in the early 90s, I think it was, because I was still pretty young. Really a timeless movie. Um, A very, very heartfelt, 
uh, heartwarming story. Um, it's just a great, like I, it, it, you know, it, I say it's a timeless story and it's kind of ironic. And I mean, it's, it, it's cliched, but it's funny because then the songs, they actually say it's a timeless story, which is funny. Um, but it's true. Um, because it's like two opposite people coming together. Um, that never would have like came together ever. Um, it's just like a great story. Like I, I it, it, and it's got great songs in it. Um, again, they made live action, whatever. Um, I don't really know what actors or actresses were in it that were noteworthy or kind of memorable. There were a lot of movies that came out in the nineties that I don't know had a lot of star power. They had few, they had few, but not many. Most of the time it seemed like they were kind of under the radar people. Just voice actors. Yeah, just voice actors that really... Broadway people that sang. Perhaps. Like Angela Lansbury was in Beauty Yeah, Beauty Angela Beauty. Lansbury was in it, but that's pretty much the only one that, I yeah. can, that comes to mind. Um, but it has great songs in it. It's so much fun. Um, takes place in... Pa- no, not Paris. In France. France, somewhere in France. Um, but just a great story. Again, kind of scary in parts, but just Be Our Guest is such a fun song. And, you know, it's just got a great... I mean, even, like, the Gaston part is so fun. Like, it's just... You know, again, it's part of it, you know, whatever. It's not politically correct now, but it was still fun as a kid. Like, it's just fun to sing. Like, anyway. Um, funny, fun, fun film. A lot of, you know... Just a great film overall. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Number two is Aladdin for me. Um, fun story. I remember uh, vividly, just like Lion King, Little Mermaid. I vividly remember seeing it in the theater. Um, great voice performance, obviously, by Robin Williams, um, who was one of those first um, kind of actors to be to do animated films. Voice star. Um, there's a really interesting. I've talked I'm at length a couple times about Disney War, the film. There's actually a section about um, animated films and Aladdin, how Robin Williams got paid for Aladdin and why he actually did Aladdin, uh, which is interesting. We can talk about that at a different time. Um, but uh, again, it's, it's the hero's journey to a certain extent, and um, he thinks he has to be something else to kind of get what he wants and to be who he is and really... You know, the line is, it's all, it's, he didn't change, he didn't change, Genie didn't change anything within him, right? It's, it's all who he is as a person. At the end of the day, Aladdin is a good person. Um, and so he would have kind of come out ahead regardless. Um, and that's kind of the message that it's sending. And, you know, Jasmine as a princess kind of has to find her feet and kind of be her own person and not necessarily kind of go along with just what her dad says or, Jafar says, another good villain in Jafar. Um, Joe will probably talk more about it, because I think he still has it to come, but uh, number two is Aladdin for me. Yeah, um, we did have all the same three movies, but obviously different order, which is fine. That's the, I mean, to me, um, these three movies, Pocahontas and Hercules are, are like a B plus, A minus, but these movies are all A's without a doubt. Um Number two for me, uh, the aforementioned movie that Matt Mac already mentioned. Um, a great cast, kind of hard to kind of hard to remember all the actors and actresses in it. Um, uh, yeah, 
Matthew Broderick, James Earl Jones. Can I? Thank you. Matthew Broderick, James Earl Jones, a Whoopi Goldberg is in it, and Jeremy Irons as Scar. It's a great, great film. Um, you know, really, really great premise. Um, just, you know, it, it, it's one of those few films that I find where they kind of deals with death. Um, they're, out of all the movies that I have on this list, uh, there really isn't any movie other than the, this movie, Lion King, that deals with the death of a parent or even the death of anybody um, and kind of dealing with that. The movies that I, that I mentioned, Little yeah, Mermaid wow. doesn't, Wreck-It Ralph, Hunter One Dalmatians. I disagree. Well, you kind of, you're like doing, I the, was just thinking. you're doing the mental math. Um, Lion King is a great film. Um, had a great soundtrack again by Alan Menken. Um, this is peak Alan Menken, I believe. No, it might have been Hans Zimmer actually, because I think Hans Zimmer did had had a role in this. But it also had a kind of theme song by Elton John. This kind of got me again into piano because he had the theme song at the end during the credits, which is a fun song. It's very relaxing, and Elton John's a great performer. Um, but yeah, just it's just a great, great story. Um, you know, yeah. Again. Some parts of it are not pleasant, you know, it's sad, you cry for the character, um, you know, and, but it's, it's, it really is a great film, um, and just the whole concept of the circle of life is just a great concept, um, you know, a great theme to have in a movie, because like I said, it, it's one of the few movies that deals with death and kind of rebirth, um, which is something that everybody experiences, so to me... That's why it's number two. Lion King for me. Okay, number one uh, is Beauty and the Beast for me. Um, I love all the characters um, within the story. Um, I love the songs. Um, it has it has probably my favorite songs from a Disney animated film. Um, Which yeah, one is it that? Just hits, you know, Be My Guest. Be Your Guest is your favorite um, song. Right there. Um, the Gaston okay. song, um, the song where, you know, she's she's telling about her life, you know, provincial life. Um, I just kind of like all these things uh, about the film. Um, I just think the animation's really beautifully hand-drawn. Um, vividly remember kind of certain shots when she's, like, pulling up into the castle. Um, kind of you see it. For the first time, you see it kind of in full length. And before, you only saw little shots of it. Um, you know, I just kind of love everything about both characters' journeys. Um, and again, just like a lot of these films, I've said this before, especially for the last two films, um, really great supporting characters, which really kind of uh, truly support the main characters and their journeys. Um, so Beauty and the Beast for me is number one. Um, number one for me, uh, no surprise for me, um, is Aladdin. Um, again, Robin Williams is... That this, I am not going to, it would be a lie for me to say that the fact that it's, that they remade the film and Robin Williams wasn't the genie, if, if that, if I said that didn't play a role in me not seeing the, their live action film, I'd be lying because to me he is perfect in this role and the fact that it's animated makes it all the more zany, wild and, you know, energetic and fun 
Um, he really encapsulates the genie um, and everything that's about it. The songs are great. Again, probably wouldn't be made today. Um, I remember there was controversy when the movie came out because there was a line in the intro to the movie that was edited or re-edited because it offended somebody and that was in the 90s. Um, you know, I remember what it said before and I remember what it says now. Um, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but to me, uh, the one, I mean, the one, there are many parts of the movie and many things about the movie that are great. But the shining moment is, to me, is Robin Williams as the genie and Gilbert Godfrey as Iago the bird. Um, he is so over the top and so funny. I remember, I can just vividly remember repeating all of his lines, like, just over and over, like, that screechy voice. Like, it was just such a perfect, it was such a perfect casting of him as that bird um, in his raspy voice. Um, and then, obviously, Robin Williams is the big blue genie, like, just some big, fun guy who's, you know, warm and friendly and, you know, just like, I, as you mentioned before, all the songs, the Prince Ali, the, you know, the uh, part of that world, and just, yeah, it was just it, a great ending, um, really, really uh, appropriate ending, Jafar ending up being a genie in his own lamp, like, it was just, it was great. Um, you know, they made a sequel, I ended up seeing it, uh, it was good, but it wasn't as good, uh, obviously, but, uh, and it didn't have, I don't know if it had Robin Williams in it. I know it had Gilbert the second Godfrey. one did Gilbert, the third one did have Robin Gilbert Williams Gilbert Godfrey was in the second one, um, but it wasn't as good. Um, but, yeah, just, it, it was so great. Uh, absolutely incredible. And I know it's not the actual Taj Mahal, but it makes it seem like it's an animated Taj, Taj Mahal, which is always cool. Um, especially when I go on, uh, soaring around the world it kind of makes me feel like I'm going into Agrabah you know but anyway um it's just a very very fun movie uh flying carpets and everything and the whole I mean it's just it's just great like him going into the cave of wonders and you know escaping it's just a fun story a very very fun story I love everything about it so Aladdin for me number one okay great so not very not very dissimilar in the top three, but very much different. I don't think we had any. Well, aside from Wreck-It Ralph, you didn't have any of the ones that I had. No. Oh, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Yeah, so we had yeah. five together, so, so that's pretty good. All right, that that's was fun. Good. Uh, do we have time for this? How many films do you have? Six. Let's do three this week, and we'll okay. do three next week. That's Does that fine. sound good? And I won't throw this away this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last film I left off at, i quite sure, was, I believe it's Michael Mann at number 69. Michael Mann's Collateral with Jamie Foxx and yeah. Tom Cruise and a uh, Jada Pinkett and a small cameo by Javier Bardem. And you were right, Jason Statham does have the beginning little scene with the suitcase. I really, I watched this movie recently again, I, again, I know this, that was last time, but I rewatched it. It's such a good movie. It is. Oh, it has uh, Mark Ruffalo too. But it is a great, great movie. Like really interesting. Really interesting. Like you know, a detective murder or whatever. Like, is was he going to get away with it? What's going to happen? I mean, the ending is a little bit flat, I would say, but it's appropriate. You know, Tom Cruise ends up. You know, whatever. I'm going to spoil it. 
he ends up getting killed and he rides he rides around on the on the, on the train like he kind of mentioned that some guy did earlier in the film and then nobody noticed so it was kind of appropriate that he ended up that way but it was just it was really really intense like in a, you know anybody who who didn't grow up with cell phones which you and I didn't very much understood the whole scene when Jamie Foxx is like trying to call Gina Pinkett and his phone's dead and it's like I mean, not that people wouldn't have that now, but it was a flip phone. It was like, anyway, it's just a different time. But anyway, um, 69, that was collateral. 68, um, again, coincid- not co- I mean, coincidentally, probably the last two animated films that I have on my list. Um, four stars, 68 and 67. I'll kind of do these together. Um, 68 um, is the movie that started it all. Not for me for animated films, but for this particular company. Um, it really doesn't need any introduction whatsoever. Um, it's very much kind of a two-person movie um, with Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Um, it is such a fun, funny movie. There are so many great lines. I remember memorizing this movie from start to finish, um, and just kind of I could recite the whole movie. Um, and it was just so like Tom Hanks is so over the top in his. I mean in his, uh, you know, dramatic lines that he, that he overemphasizes his excitement, you know, when he's, when he's trying to tell Woody, that, or when he's trying to tell Buzz that he's, a, that he's a toy and he's not listening to him. And it was just, it's just a great film. Really, really fun film. Um, I saw Toy Story 2. It didn't really resonate with me. I didn't think much of it, so I really kind of lost interest in the sequels from there. So I haven't seen the others. I know they're more near and dear to your heart. But to me, Toy Story, as a kid in the late 90s, whenever this movie came out, early 90s, this one will always be a special one to me. Um, so Disney's Toy Story animated movie, 1995. And then I will kind of glaze through this movie because I literally just touted it a second ago. It is Aladdin. Um, as I said, Gilbert Godfrey. It's a four star for you. It's a four star for me. It's not the best movie. There only be, it's a four star movie for me only because none, there's no animated movie that I have in a five star. Um, Is this the highest animated movie? Yes, for you? this might be the highest animated film. The rest of them are all dramas and comedies or whatnot. Um, only because um, they are near and dear to my heart. As as a child, I will love these movies till I die. Maybe when I get older, I'll watch them again. I'm not saying I can't watch them now and not enjoy them, but um, as a late 30s person watching movies like this, um, not that I don't want to remember my childhood, but it's like a part of me also doesn't want to have my childhood. Doesn't I don't want to ruin my childhood by seeing something or being disinterested in the film and having it like, oh, I like this movie. This movie was dumb. Like, you know, there's always that – I guess there's a fear that I will watch it and be like, oh, this movie wasn't so good after all. Like – so there's a fear there. So that maybe that's kind of why I don't watch them. Um, but that is Aladdin at 67. Again, top top, top 70. Um, but I don't think it is a five-star film because I – it's not a movie that I will watch over and over. Um, unlike Mac, I know he watches those movies, which is fine, but it's not – as I grow older, it's not that I'll get less out of it, but it, I I would rather watch a movie that kind of makes me 
I would rather watch a movie that kind of, you know, has like not a meaning of life that sounds too grandiose, but like is more about the human condition rather than just some not childhood experience, but like there's a movie called The Green Knight. It's all about the human condition. I think you'd really like it. I didn't, but that's okay. Um, in any event, um, funny. Uh, just it's it's. If I had kids, I would watch it. If I if you know if I have you know it's it's just different. Anyway, um, I'm more into dramas and comedies and you know whatever. Yeah, drama movies now more than any other kind of movie. Um, speaking of which, 66. Um, again, this is a movie that I probably should put higher because I really hold it in that high of a regard. I don't know why I put it at 66 particularly, but I really like this movie. Um, I mean, there's just so many good movies. It's really hard for me to kind of split hairs and figure out where to put these movies from here on out because they're all... There are some that are I know are not going to be well received, and people say they're oh this movie's awful. I don't think this movie's awful. I don't care what the Rotten Tomatoes score people is. Think this movie's awful? Yeah, there's oh. there's a movie coming up that next week that will you'll be like oh that movie's terrible. That's fine, whatever. But to me, it resonates. This movie is one of those movies. Stars Tom Cruise. Um, came out in two thousand and three, but I love this movie. I really do. I love the fact that it kind of deals with a redemption story about uh, a, a person who's kind of gone through some trauma and really kind of wants he's 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 lost in his life and he doesn't know where to go or you know if he really wants to go on living. He just kind of drinks himself every night to death or to sleep because he has all these nightmares and haunt and he's haunted by his past and then he ends up finding like a meaning in his life. Um, in the most unexpected place of places. Um, so that's where I get this movie from. That's, it really resonates with me. Um, you know, just the plight of this character. I like the fact that it's in a different, that it takes place in a totally different culture. It really, this movie single-handedly makes me want to visit this country. Um, and that says a lot, because I don't really like to travel very much at all. Has a great score by Hans Zimmer. A great score by Hans Zimmer. This is peak Hans Zimmer. Um, it's touted as an action and a drama. And then the last thing I'll say about the uh, about the other actor is this is the first time that this actor, who is a Japanese actor, this is the first time he spoke English in a movie, and he does a flawless job of it. Um, and that actor is Ken Watanabe, and the movie is The Last Samurai. So I love that movie. 66. So that's three. Next. Okay. Mac, Mac is not pleased by that choice, but that's okay. I'm smiling. Themes, theme parks. <laughs> theme parks. About? I'm smiling. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure opens in Epcot at Walt Disney World. Yeah. That's it. That's all the theme this park is, news. This is have. going to be another one of those things that Mac is chomping at the bit to go on when he goes to Walt Disney World. Uh, it's, it's very, very cool. That it's, will be a uh, lifelong... A lifelong uh, goal of his, and when he goes, hopefully it's for like a whole week, so he can totally ride everything do twice. One theme park a day. There um, you go. This is a transplant from uh, Disneyland Paris, Paris obviously, yep. uh, which is a big hit. So this is in the Paris Pavilion in Epcot. There was not an attraction there previously. It was just a, it was just the France Pavilion. 
um, where you, there was just like some shops and stuff like that, but now there's an actual kind of big attraction. Um, again, right in time for Disney World's 50th anniversary, um, which is there. I know some people that are listening that live in Florida that go to Walt Disney World, and I'm sure they're very, very excited about riding this ride. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I'll have a review for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, and Joe will continue his list. Um, if you have any uh, thoughts or recommendations for us to do uh, in terms of rankings or anything like that, we're more than happy to kind of listen to those as well, because I feel like I've pretty much tapped through a bunch of these. You know, uh, we've done I'm, more than 100 episodes, obviously. I'll be so. honest. I don't know that we've done this, but it would be in, in light of a video that Mac asked me to watch. Not asked me to watch. He sent to me about a ranking. I don't know that we've actually done that ranking. It would be interesting for us to do this. Okay. The Star Wars movies. Okay. Because I know that Mac Mac and I would have have very different opinions on... I don't know if we've done that. Maybe we have. Maybe we have. Maybe we did it when Solo and all Maybe we did it was like three years ago, so maybe we're just due to redo it again, to revisit it. But it was interesting to watch a video and hear some some opinions that were different than mine. Again, there's one movie on, on that people really don't like at all that I think is great but that's just me um, so that would be interesting to have um, a discussion we can, we can have a contentious debate on certain movies that we think are bad or good um, okay yeah we, can, we, we, we can might do that. that that would be kind of fun anyway yeah, whenever we're, we're lacking for some content we can certainly have that. Star Wars all the Star and including the new ones and all the spinoffs and all the not, TV shows no not TV shows just the movie stuff. but like so. Solo and uh, Rogue One right. yeah, we could include right? We'll do all 11 films. Yes. Um, great. Um, as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye, and Joe's going to take us out. All right. Take us off, Mac. Take us out. <laughs>